0: What it comes down to is working with them, not trying to force them because it doesn't work, especially when you have a headstrong little female, um, you, you can't talk them into anything. You just can't. And I think the more you try and force it, the more they go, no, I'm going to assert my authority on this and I'll rather starve than
1: eat what I'm food. Welcome to the Win It Life podcast a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with the wonderful Emma Skarakis, the nutrition coach, close friend and co-founder of Saturday, about what foods to feed your kids and what kind of foods you should be putting in their lunchboxes. Emma opens up about how she's managed food with her kids and how it's constantly changing with them. She says she noticed with her kids how they gravitated towards certain foods like fruits and even liver until recently. Emma also talks about foods that may not be ideal for children's digestive tracts, so, if you have kids, you'll absolutely love this episode. And as always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Insta Stories and tag me at K I T T Y B L O M F I E L D. Hey, everyone, and um, welcome back again, Emma. Who needs no introduction? I think I said that before. Hi, everyone. <laughs> She's a nutrition coach and my uh, partner in crime in um, in Saturay, the woman who you know freed me from all the dumb, stupid diets. And the hours and hours of cardio. And um, I just wanted to get her on today because I don't have kids. Everyone knows that. Maybe I'll have kids one day. I'm n- not saying no. You have Craig though. Yeah, that's right. And Winston. <laughs> uh, I do cook for him actually. And he's a bit annoying like a kid. I don't like that. Or like he changes his mind about stuff. Yeah. He's so annoying. I'm like, just yeah. think. Eat- is about the carrot salad, eh? Like, Husbands are quite similar to kids. I hate like. the carrot salad. I just hate them. Uh, like, would you just win-win. shut up and eat the carrot salad? Right? <laughs> like, stop being a whinger and like, cuz we the majority of the women in our program mums like i reckon 90% of the women in our program have one or more kids and i often get questions around like fussy kids and what should i be feeding my kids and you know what should i put in their lunch boxes so and emma and i were actually having this conversation on the weekend about olive um, who's seven she's seven hey
0: seven
1: yeah and she's you know getting a bit you know i'm not Going on that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um and how you know emma was talking about not trying to be perfect, you know, like.
0: Oh, you've got to give up on that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. So let's let's just, I don't know, where where could we even start? Um,
0: Oh, goodness. um, (laughs) I like to think with a lot of the questions you ask me, you know, I can come into it going, oh, I think I have some information, some solutions for that. I've got the answers. (laughs) Um, But on this one, Jesus. (laughs) It's the, oh, before kids, if you'd asked me this, Mm. I would have said, look you know what, they've just got to suck it up, they've got to do what they're told, eat what they're given, you know, or make it cute and they'll eat it. Jesus, now that I've got them, it's <laughs> a very different answer. Like, oh, God, I just don't know the answer anymore. But I think what it comes down to is working with them, not trying to force them because it doesn't work, especially when you have a headstrong little female Um You you can't talk them into anything. You just can't. And I think the more you try and force it, the more they go. No, I'm going to assert my authority on this, and I'll rather starve than eat eat the food.
1: What about Emma? Like even going uh, back before they're like when when they're a baby. Like when is it? When do you typically start to feed them food like solid food? And how would you introduce it? Like is it? I'm gonna be asking all these questions when I was a kid. I'll be like, yeah, I feed it this. When
0: do I feed it this? I think we could write a whole book on this. Um, There's a lot of psychology as well as, you know, the nutritional Mm. aspects, all good and well, but how to bring it in. Um, Look, I think it's very different with different kids too and what the situation is. Like with my children, they were breastfed for a long time. Mm. Um, Not because I was deciding I was going to breastfeed till they're three and a half and that's just how it's going to be. I was like. You know, you can feed for as long as you want to and we, when you're ready. But with both my children, they never wanted to wean. So I had to decide at some point, this is enough. And now I'm crossing over with another child and mummy's feeling like she's being sucked dry. So I think three and a half for both of them was a pretty good damn innings. Mm. Um, but look, if there's breast milk coming along throughout their first few years, then there is very little need for certain other foods because it really does tick all the boxes up until they're at least one, you know, they can go without many solids So for my kids, it was they literally grabbed at food when they wanted to try it. And when they mm. looked like they had an urge for it, I'd be sitting there at the dinner table and they'd be on my lap and they'd just start stealing things off my plate and, mm. you know, um, being inquisitive and showing interest. So with that, I just let them, you know, I suppose you could call it baby-led weaning, but um, it was more them... Yeah, just kind of showing me what they showed interest in. And funnily enough, it tended to be like hunks of fruit, sweet fruit, and they Mm. would just attack it. Um, They'd steal my lamb chop bone or lamb shank. They they would just chew at bones like nothing else and pull off the bits of meat and gristle and, you know, you couldn't even stop them. But, yeah, the, the soft meats and sweet fruits um maybe a bit of cheese I remember my daughter opening a pat of butter in the supermarket trolley once when i didn't look and she's just like attacking this <laughs> butter like it was a chocolate bar um really interesting observing what it is they gravitate towards before yeah. you even put a plate in front of them and said you will eat this um and they were probably not i don't know eight, 10 months or so when they first showed interest in let salt. me ask
1: a question emma so they never reached for the broccoli and the green vegetables and wanted to attack all the <laughs>
0: No, although that stuff's really on my plate anyway. <laughs> and look, and I wasn't one to go, oh, I will hide the vegetables in your food because...
1: don't need them? And,
0: I, and look, I think <laughs> this, is a, this is a whole other topic, but you've you got to start to question the validity of forcing vegetables on them as opposed to the good cheeses, the amazing digestible fruits, the... Mm. Um, you know, the slow-cooked soft meats, the liver. Oh, my gosh, liver for Mm. both of them. I would put a plate of hunks of brown liver, Mm. not hidden by anything, um, not even sweetened up with onions and butter, anything. It was like liver cooked, bit of salt on top, you know, fried in butter, looked horrendous. I would gag at the thought of eating that. They would attack that stuff.
1: It's amazing.
0: Up until they were probably four or five, they would beg, when can we have a liver Mum?" And for my liver, I'd have to, you know, sweeten the onions and cook it with some port and some herbs and, you know, eat it with some nice toast or potatoes and try and kind of fill it up and make it as nice as possible. But for them, they would eat it straight up and, you know, ask for more and I was amazed. Although they got this to a certain, certain age and said, no, I don't want it anymore. So I've, I've not forced it on them because I realised if you force it, they tend to go further. But at least I know it's kind of in their palate. It's familiar, you know, that um, they have a pate occasionally. It's really
1: interesting what you're saying, like, and it makes so much sense now to me. Like, before I'd met you, I would just be like, you know, because my parents always used to make me eat the green vegetables. But kids, I think, naturally, like you say, they gravitate towards certain foods because they're not... They don't have all these preconceived ideas That's about right. nutrition. I need to eat green. We're
0: enforcing that on them, aren't we? yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So it's like, and you, you know, like a lot of people will say to me, "Oh, Kitty, but what about the green vegetables? Like, where are you getting? You're not getting nutrients in your diet." But when you actually ask them, "Well, what nutrients are in green vegetables that you can't get in other foods in more yeah. easily digestible forms?" They don't actually know. So I okay. think a lot of people just don't know. Like we're just well, they're
0: not not even in bioavailable forms. Mm. Um, you know, you look at. I mean, look at you know, broccoli. First thing people are going to say is, well, they need to have their little trees on their plate. But, um, why? but when you question <laughs> cruciferous vegetables, you go, well, hang on, they're, they're literally antithyroid in themselves, unless they're cooked till they're so damn soft that mm. you've um, offset those anti nutrients that you've broken down the cellulose in order to obtain the nutrients within the cells. Unless you've done that, and most kids aren't served that kind of broccoli. Mm-hmm. like super soft broccoli, they're given their their kind of um, al dente broccoli trees to gnaw on or raw even. Mm. And you've got to go, well, hang on, look at broccoli for what it actually is, you know, with a critical thinking mind. And you go, well, when you really do analyse it from that perspective, they're better off with scrambled egg or something, you know. Mm. The, the actual nutrients in, say, animal products um, They come in a form that the body can directly use. It doesn't need to be converted. You don't need to take the, say, beta carotene and convert it into vitamin A in the liver, Mm. which is quite a laborious process too. And some people don't even have the ability to convert it correctly. Mm. Um, Yeah, it is an interesting topic. And I think there's a lot of mums so fixated on hiding the vegetables in their food rather than going, well, if we even need to hide them, maybe the reason kids aren't drawn towards them that, in itself should tell us something, mm-hmm. um, whereas I could put a hunk of super sweet pineapple and a big hunk of watermelon and honeydew and um, juicy orange on their plate, and like you couldn 't stop my kids just like gnawing mm-hmm. it, sucking it, chewing it, like the growls in their voice was so cute, but maybe we're drawn to fruits over those vegetables mm. for a reason. And look at the mineral components of these fruits. Incredible. The fibres are more digestible. They're soluble. Mm. They do make more sense on an immature, you know, developing digestive tract that shouldn't be exposed to certain cellulotic components which are only going to aggravate, almost damage the intestine. So, yeah, um, uh, you know, I would turn towards... Soft fruits, stewed fruits, soft custards, Mm. soft, slow-cooked casseroles, um, cheeses. These things seem softer, more palatable, more digestible seamlessly.
1: It's really interesting that you, and I'm just so pleased to know you, not just because of this reason. Oh, Kitty,
0: I'm so pleased to know you.
1: (laughs) You're awesome. Um, But when I have a baby, if I have a baby, just to know this stuff, like not, you know, like I see a lot of mums, like they force the solids in like it's I think what you said just then made a lot of sense like let them tell you when they're ready to eat the food the solid food and they'll start to grab for it rather than forcefully mm. introducing the solids you know like if you ask my mum but obviously they don't know they don't know like what we know now it's like they just push the solids in like they have to start eating them at six months Yeah. when are you going to get
0: them on solids but again like yeah that would be a different conversation if mm-hmm for whatever reason a woman wasn't able to breastfeed and that mm. can certainly happen. Um, and maybe they're on formula, which only covers so much of their nutrition and that's very different digestively too. Mm. Perhaps their requirement for other solids and a different, mm. you know, spectrum of foods, you know, could be required earlier on. Um, but then again, you don't you don't want to deliberately bring in solids too early because literally their integrity there and industri- in intestinal tract is still forming, it's still building, it's still becoming more robust, um, it's it's still quite permeable and mm. if you bring in certain proteins particularly too early, you're going to set that kid up for allergies and tolerances to that food and immune response, eczema, um, psoriasis. So, yeah, there's a reason to kind of hold off unless it's required earlier and if it is required earlier, be a bit more particular about which foods you allow them to have, even still most of the foods I just talked about would be awesome, but certainly I wouldn't bring in certain grains and wheats and nuts and things like that too early because mm. that will correlate with, you know, an allergy to those things later on. And and there's also studies that show that even kids who might eat some wheat, you know, some good sourdough bread and things, mm. if that's introduced while a child is breastfeeding, there's something about, being still exposed to breast milk when those potential allergens come in that protects them from being, becoming allergic to those foods. So makes them more tolerable. But um, yeah, the the first foods conversation is a really interesting one. And I think there's very little information out there on this that when I was going through it myself, Mm -hmm. what what should I be allowing them to have? And when even speaking to Dr. Pete about it, his, his knowledge was fairly limited. And I guess, you know, it makes sense. He hasn't been through that as a mother bringing up a child. It's, you know, it's a very kind of personal kind of experiment you go through. But, um, yeah, he, he he put it as simply as, well, meat makes sense and, you know, some fruit. And he he, he was like, yeah, keep it simple. Um, it shouldn't have to be elaborate. It shouldn't have to come out of a packet. It's just pretty straight-up food. And for you, Kitty, going through it, it'll just be a lot of the foods you already eat. Mm-hmm. Like you put an emphasis on eating foods that are more digestible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: more nutritious, least anti-nutrients, least cellulose. So tick, tick, it's it's kind of already your food. Um, mm-hmm. And whether you're talking about an older, more uh, damaged intestinal tract, which most of us have from years of, you know,
1: dieting,
0: health foods, <laughs> which aren't even digestible, um or, you know, level inflammation in the gut, or whether you're talking about an underdeveloped, immature gut, mm. I would approach in the same way, you know, mm. keep the foods less irritating and more seamlessly digestible. It's, it's sort of both, both paradigms. You know, with both those types of people, I wouldn't bring in a hard, crunchy muesli bar to a six-month-old or a kale salad, and I also wouldn't encourage that for an older woman who's... Got all these gut issues. Um, makes no sense digestively.
1: And let's, um to finish off, let's just talk about what do you feed your, well, I mean, you, we've talked about what you feed your kids, but what do you do for their lunch boxes?
0: Lunch boxes. Oh yeah. My lunch boxes it's cool. are, is the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe it's just my my daughter, particularly, but she's, yeah, uh, kids go through their picky phases. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and it's, it's whether you come into it from the frame of mind of, what is uh, um, acceptable and what would be seen as a good lunchbox? Mm. People have this idea that there's got to be fresh fruit. There should be some carrot sticks or whatnot. There should be something um, grainy. And my lunchboxes for my kids look nothing like that because all of my daughter. She's yeah. She's got her own little wins and curiosities but she's hell bent on there shouldn't be any fruit in her lunchbox which from my perspective is oh god I'm gonna look like a bad mother if the teacher opens it up and there's no fresh fruit but for her she just says she will not eat fruit out of a lunchbox it doesn't taste right it doesn't taste fresh she just refuses it and I've tried and tried but when she gets home she'll sit at the bench at you know four o'clock and she'll inhale half a papaya and a few kiwi fruits Mm. and some pineapple and she'll beg for more so she does get her fruit in her day mm. she just doesn't want it out of a lunch box so I've come to terms with going well well that's okay because you're going to have it after lunch so I, I'm not going to force that she will have some dried mango and other dried fruits she'll nibble on those um I'll put in some orange juice or apple juice or chocolate milk and then whether it's you know perhaps she'll have a, a sourdough you know, white sandwich, and I'll put really good cheeses in there and butter on the outside. Mm. And in her classroom, she's lucky they've got a little sandwich press so she can make herself her own toasted cheese sandwich, which anyone would be happy with. Um, But then a month later, she'll say, no, Mum, I don't like that anymore. But (laughs) So you come up with something else. But I'm going to put some bolognese in a little thermos and she'll eat that straight out. Um, Or I make, like, super rubbery chicken broth, which I think is really tasty and then i'll cook rice in that so she's got mm. this kind of brothy rice which is warm um what else what about those fruit we
1: talked about those good fruit strap things yeah
0: I, fruit, fruit straps and things right. although she won't eat those anymore but she will eat a hunk of dried mango. what so about
1: you could do um
0: what kind of week we're having
1: <laughs> what about like if you make those clean casein biscuits that you made
0: yeah well, will yeah. make Cookies like that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes okay. we make meringues. She'll have a couple of meringues in there. She's very happy to yeah.
1: eat
0: some meringues. Um, it's interesting,
1: actually, I was talking to Vic about this because her kids go to daycare and they've got this rule, and this is like a stupid, you know, about like they can't have sweets in there. Oh, I hate so those she, kind of rules. So she has like, to like hide,
0: um, the,
1: hide, the, hide, the, hide the chocolate milk in the therm- in the flask. That's
0: really you know, crazy isn't, isn't
1: it? it? Isn't it crazy? No.
0: And this is it. And they're deciding what is healthy and we're going to fit within their realm of their ideas on health. And it's, it's, a, it's, an individual thing based on your level of knowledge or your your learning on what is nutritious. So yeah, that's frustrating. I would be, re- I would have a talk to the, <laughs> the teachers there and say, excuse me, <laughs> this is what I'm feeding my child. Um, yeah, well, this is the thing and it's, you know, for example, um, Oh, end of last year, suddenly she wouldn't have the usual sandwich she'd have. She wouldn't have anything in her thermos, but she always loves a croissant, which don't we all, mm. but there's this magnificent little bakery in Melbourne and they actually make sourdough croissants and you can oh, get a whole bunch so you can pattern.
1: Are they incredible?
0: They're are so they good. Crazy? And they're just small and you can pull them out of the freezer frozen and then throw them in the oven. They come out like oh, fresh.
1: Oh, yum. Fresh.
0: And I'd give you one of those with some... You know, I get really good ham, ham and cheese inside. Yeah. Oh, like that's, I think any would be happy with that. So she was very happy with that kind of thing. And within, from my perspective, I was happy with that too. She's getting really good amount of fuel in there. And kids ultimately, you just got to get some food into them. I mean, mm-hmm. I know ideally it's got to be as nutritious as possible, mm. but if you're going to put nutritious food in there and they're not going to eat it, I'd rather they actually ate the food, came home with food in their belly, fuel Mm. in their tank, because a kid who's gone too long without food is a cranky kid. That's the Mm. kid having the meltdown. That's going to be a hellish evening and then they're not even going to go to sleep well and you're just going to get punished for it. So I think it's all about finding that compromise where you go, I'm happy from my perspective that it's good, decent whole food and you're happy because... You're drawn to it and you want to eat it, mm-hmm. so it's win-win for everyone. As opposed to, you no, know, I, I think it could even be better, and it should be have this, this, and this in it. And they go, well, I'm just not going to eat that. Mm. So you're picking them up, and yeah, the meltdown happens, the crash happens. Um,
1: no one likes downhill. downhill from there. <laughs> Well, that's all sounds like really, um, you know, I know I always, Nikki's shown me some of her lunch, the lunchbox, but even the diva we call her. She's so gorgeous. And Mia, um, you know, she comes up with some pretty cool stuff. But it just sounds like to me that really they can just eat the food that we eat. Eat
0: the food that we <laughs> eat and and figure it out with your child. Have that conversation with them. What do you um, like? What, are the, what do you like? And why, why shouldn't they have the benefit of the doubt to make, I mean, obviously, if it's a kid who's really, I don't know, loves happy meals or something and they say that's all I want mum you go okay no I've got to figure something else out but you know give them that respect too because Mm -hmm. even they might seem little at age seven but you know they're in their world they're pretty grown up and they want that respect of having you know um, their own choices as well so it's it's each kid it's a very different scenario um and I, yeah, it, it is definitely trial and error. But I, I've never been one, I've never found any um, ideas that work for us based on, I don't know, those blogs or the, cute
1: oh, the, key, old, yeah. the cute
0: books where they say, oh, just make the lunchbox all cute and cut out the sandwiches like a teddy bear <laughs> and do this and that. And then you just. doesn't work. It. Yeah, Oliver <laughs> will look at pictures like that and go, oh, yeah, that looks cute, mum, but I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that does not work on her anyway at all so um yeah figure out what their palate enjoys and also don't stress if it doesn't look that fabulously you know idealistically healthy look at the the whole course of their day what else are they eating mm. at breakfast time what else could they eat afternoon tea what, what are they inclined to eat at dinner and if over the entire course of the day you know that they're getting enough food they're getting some good mm. food don't worry about the odd little treat you have to put in there or the things that Mm -hmm. you might go oh heaven forbid i would yeah it's like yeah yeah
1: Yeah, like don't be perfect like we say don't like nothing can. yeah
0: kids can get away with more too i mean they're they're much more robust than we are um ultimately they need fuel they need protein they need some carbs yes they need of course they need nutrients as well but gosh there's a lot of kids out there growing up on absolute junk and they still manage to grow and they still Mm. manage to become strong healthy adults somehow um so i wouldn't i wouldn't stress too much about the little things and there'll be Mm. ebbs and flows throughout their their childhood years where you know they start integrating different foods they start being a bit more open to to new Mm. things so don't worry if they only will eat that same kind of lunch every day (laughs) for a few weeks as long as they're eating something and you Slip in something good, and and I think dairy is a key component here because just knowing throughout the course of my daughter's day, she's getting at least a good few cups of milk in. Whether it be hot chocolate here, and you know we make a smoothie late, like later on, like it's it's those invisible nutrients that you don't obviously see mm. when it comes to white milk. Like it's loaded with growth factors and loaded with strong calcium that you don't get from anything else. And it's highly underrated, those things. Orange juice, highly underrated. Um, yeah, so keep those simple basics in that that we're enjoying the benefits of as well.
1: well I always remember when I was a kid, like, God, my, we used to drink so much milk. Like my brother, litres and litres of milk, cheese, we did heaps oh, of God. cheese, fruit, lots of fruit. Like, it's kind of unpopular cold. now, I think,
0: in many yeah. households.
1: It's just so ch- I think it was cheap too, like, because my mum and dad, they didn't earn heaps of money, and Mum would we'd always have like some sort of like chicken drum. I mean, mum used to always make bloody apricot chicken with white rice, spaghetti bowl, quiche. Make a lot of quiches. That's good uh, too, I mean, it's yeah, just it's simple. Food. And we'd always have potato. We'd always have bloody green vegetables. But uh, you know, we used to put probably
0: it-, it was more inclined. You you probably had more cooked veggies on the side of your plate than yeah, it was the cooked. pretty salads.
1: No, yeah, and never. I remember
0: yeah. growing up with two. I think
1: the salad thing's a bit more of a new thing. You um, don't ever cause... remember really having heaps of salads, potatoes, no. broccoli, potatoes. cauliflower, cheese. Mum used to make all the time, which um. is awesome with <laughs> heaps of cheese and like the the sauce. Also,
0: you know, the cauliflower is nothing; the cheese is everything.
1: <laughs> and then on the holidays, we were allowed to have like we loved chips. You know, like packet chips. And Mum would be like, okay, "It's holidays; you can have yeah, yeah, some yeah. of them every day." And we'd have our soft drink and yeah. You know, like, and then when it was normal time, would just be yeah. the normal food. Yeah,
0: it's all good, balanced stuff, though. Because um, if you said no to everything, that's oh, going to just... go. I'm going to defy you. I'm going to go and binge eat that somewhere else. And it's some, um, yeah, no, it's 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 very interesting how 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 you're brought up affects even how you eat as an adult, and that's all got to be extra cautious of. Even our language around food and what is, you know, allowed and not allowed, and what is good mm. and what is bad, because that makes up, I think, particularly for girls, you know, it's oh, yeah. bringing up these poor orthorexic females who've always got phobias around food or, you know, restrictive mindset. Um, yeah, it's 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 super important how we are about food and our kids from from a young age.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm not. It's funny I talk to my mum about it sometimes, and she, I, it's like I was just stupid enough because my mum—I never remember her doing any sort of diets or anything. She just ate food. She loves food. She loves to drink, and um, I was just stupid enough to get on the diet train myself. I think you know. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have any influence from my mum. She was never doing diets. She probably yeah,
0: didn't, so drink a oh, bit yeah, less. But fitness industry—a <laughs> lot to answer yeah.
1: for. All the craziness, but um,
0: oh, that was really great, Emma. I'm sure that. You well, I, I probably gave mom. no real direct answers of No, no, I, I think it's <laughs> really your kids' good. lunchboxes. But um yeah, I, I think give yourself that kind of creative license and mm. come up with things with you and your and your child, you know, and mm. forget forget the magazines with the lunchbox pretty big. <laughs> just, mm. just 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 l- look look at the foods they eat, look at the foods that you don't have to force feed them into and they go, I actually really like this mum go, oh, okay, well spread bring that into your lunchbox too and just mm. Make sure they're getting fuel first and foremost.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, well, thanks um, so much, Emma. I'm, I'm sure, hopefully, pe- the, the mums out there got some um, something valuable uh, out of this. And if you have any questions at all, just you know, comment below on the video, and I'll we'll answer them for you. But um, thanks so much, Emma, and I'll, I'll see you next time. Bye. Talk
0: soon. Bye. Bye.